Time to talk legal matters once again with the good folks over at JDSA Law Firm. Talking with Jordan Miller. He's here once again with us here in studio. Jordan, thanks for taking time out for us. A pleasure, Clint. Thank you. All right. So I'm very excited for this conversation because in weeks past, we've been, we've been talking about um, some really uh, important but perhaps not exactly light subject uh, regarding disillusions of marriages and the like. Um, we got a ray of sunshine today. What are we talking about? Today we get to talk about adoption, which is, as you say, uh, a really, really great topic. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about adding to families, families coming together and additions to families, all good stuff. So let's just, as with any philosophy, let's start with the definitions. What are, what is an open adoption? What are we talking about here? Open adoption would generally refer to a circumstance, which is more common um, every day where the parents, both the birth parents and the adoptive parents uh, communicate. They have uh, knowledge of each other's background, who they are. Um, They may even interact after the adoption, but it, it really talks about a scenario where the trans transfer of responsibility from the birth parents to the adoptive parents is one where there's a free flow and exchange of information. Okay. What's a closed adoption then? Just as it may sound, a closed adoption is a circumstance where there is no relationship between the two parties. The birth parents, for whatever reason, may not want to have uh, any of their identifying information known to the adoptive parents. And in that circumstance, the laws in Washington do allow for strict privacy. There are exceptions um, for medical histories and information, but even then that's uh, strictly regulated to avoid identifying information and only the essential pieces of, of data there are are transmitted so that we know how to care for the child moving forward. I'd imagine that, I mean, obviously I'm not an, an attorney, but I'd imagine that in these types of situations, it's essential that you have an adoption attorney, although I'm a little fuzzy on what exactly adoption attorneys do. So what do you do? Well, uh, first and foremost, we can help you understand what the process is and make sure that as you go about this hugely important step in your life, you do it correctly so that it can go smoothly, quickly, and give you that uh, final result that everybody wants to work for. Uh, Okay, so why do you need an adoption lawyer? I mean, are we talking about, like, what kind of hoops are we talking about here specifically? There's there's very specific required information according to the Washington statutes that you have to provide in an organized format in your petition. You have to know and understand whether or not uh, issues like the Indian Child Welfare Act, for example, may apply. That's a very special federal regulation that applies to all adoptions around the United States. have to understand the requirements for pre-placement repo- reports, post-placement reports, notice to uh, persons who are involved. There's, there's a lot of detail that goes into accomplishing something like an adoption, even though we all want it to happen, you still have to do it right. All right. Very good. And how long do these adoption processes usually take? It's greatly informed by the circumstances. Again, if there's something special or unique about the situation, then you may have to comply with additional uh, investigations, reports. The court may want to have hearings where they have uh, medical professionals, uh, investigators come and explain to the court whether or not what we're doing is in the best interest of the child. And that can prolong the, the process for months, maybe even years. But on the other hand, there's every opportunity where the situation presents itself and we can accomplish these in a matter of weeks. So what kind of, I mean, in what ways can the process be expedited then? Give, well, me, an idea, give me an idea here. The, the, the best scenario that I can present would be in the circumstance of a step-parent where the uh, one of the birth parents is married to the person who wants to perform the adoption. The other parent, uh, the other birth parent is in agreement with that. Um, in those circumstances, you can uh, avoid the requirements for investigative reports and proceed straight to presenting your petition to the court, um, so showing that the other parent has knowledge of these proceedings and agrees that the transfer of responsibility should take place. And then it's really quick. 
Let's talk about legal complications here. No one likes to hear about complications, but sometimes they're just a matter of life, and sometimes they're not the end of the world when it comes to these. So what are some of the more common legal complications that can crop up in this sort of situation? I would I would expect, although in my experience, there's there really haven't been huge complications in these scenarios if you plan it and execute it appropriately, but probably the most common is a parent changing their mind. In these circumstances, unless a state agency is terminating their rights involuntarily, they have to sign a relinquishment and they have a time frame in which they can choose to rescind that relinquishment. And that, that does happen because not only are the birth parents taking, uh, or the adoptive parents taking on a serious responsibility, but the birth parents are facing a very real and, and difficult uh, decision. Absolutely. Well, everybody has the right to change their mind. And certainly when the time frame to change your mind draws close and draws shorter, that can happen. Certainly. So give me an idea as we wrap things up with Jordan Miller with JDSA Law Firm. Um, in closing, what would you like to, anything you'd like to add, anything that we missed here? I don't think that we missed a whole lot, uh, Clint, other than to just reiterate the importance of going into this with your eyes open, getting informed, understanding what's required so that when you go to court when you ask for this extraordinary thing to happen you know that you're doing it in the right way and in a way that will be successful jordan miller jdsa law firm if you want more information about this and other issues where can they contact you and your uh, colleagues our, our website jdsalaw.com or give us a call 662-3685 we're right here in wenatchee jordan always a pleasure man thanks so much thank you clint